I have read somewhere that early in your career you had a period of abstinence. Is that true? I was a young kid, and you feel like that that helped you. That helped. No, you I don't know. They, I don't know if it helped me or not. But I was told if you didn't fuck, you got right. you be a better fighter, and I wanted to be a good fighter. No masturbating either. Oh, I was always masturbating. Okay. <laughs> I was masturbating. This episode of Hot Boxing is brought to you by all the beautiful Hot Boxing listeners who have grabbed a limited edition hoodie, t-shirt, or hat from the Hot Boxing shop at hotboxingpodcast.com. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. I'm Mike Tyson. We got our man here. Vic Mensa. The Vinster. Hell yeah, brother. Vic. It's Vic. Vic, Vic. Vic yeah. I'm sorry, Vic. What you got going on, man? <laughs> Tell us about you, man. You're a new guy on the scene. How long you been doing this rapping stuff, man? I've been doing music for some time, man. Um, I think I first, I mean, I first started recording when I was like 15, so that's like 10 years ago. Um, and just, you know, been a lot of different places with it. Right now I'm working on a, um, working on a, like a rock album. It's called 93 Punks, and it's with an X. It's kind of tied up with a clothing line I'm doing. So you know Malik from out there, he's the producer, Malik. Youssef, Malik Youssef, or what's his last? He works with, he's the producer. He works with Kanye and all those guys. Malik Youssef, yeah, yeah. that's my big bro. Yeah, he, yeah, me and, that's my man. Me and him used to be locked up together back in the day. Oh wow, wow. yeah, <laughs> yo, that's crazy. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm gonna have to nuts. holler. Yeah, that's yeah, my actually, brother, that's man. That's my man. We locked up together. I'm a Chicago guy, Malik. Yeah, yeah Chicago. He's, he's south locked, side. He was locked up in Indiana. That's that's bananas, actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild, dude. Mike knows everybody, man. Yeah, Malik, you said that's that's a crazy motherfucker, like out of space, Muslim gang banging ass nigga. Wow, interesting description. Intergalactic. We're saying Kanye need to go back, man. Go back where? To Malik. Oh, off top. He was a good influence on him. Yeah, he did the beat. He had him focus in the studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean Malik was like he he wrote. You know, so many of Kanye's records with him. I think he has like seven Grammys working with him. I actually first got introduced to Malik Youssef through uh, Commons music. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, he did Common too. Yeah, he was like he was he was on some of them early Common albums. On uh, there's one of my favorite Common albums called One Day It All Makes Sense. It's produced by No ID and it's got this Malik Youssef poem on it called My City Cold. Word. Yo, I wanted to ask you off of something that you said a second ago. Um, you know, you were talking about when you finished doing the Toad, how, um, you know, since then you've kind of like stepped away from some things or abstained from some things in your life. And I have I have read somewhere that early in your career you had a period of abstinence. Is that true? I thought I was a young kid. Word. Yeah. And you feel like that, that helped you? I, know, I don't know. If it, I don't know if it helped me or not, but I was told if you didn't fuck, you got right. you be a better fighter, and I wanted to be a good fighter. Worked out. Yeah. No masturbating either. Oh, I was always masturbating. Okay. <laughs> I was always masturbating. Well, how long did you go for, Mike? Huh? How long did you do that for? No sex. So, 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 all right, all right, fourteen. Around, around eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. So four, four, four years. Well, I never had sex period, but I'm insane. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Up till the time you were eighteen. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's that's pretty much what I did too. But they say shamans in the Amazon 
they will in their training they will mm-hmm. abstain from sex. They'll be totally yeah. abstinent. Yeah, as part of their cleanse. Right, I'm not it's, a purif- it's a purification. Yeah, period. it's a purification. Yeah, that's part of like the because the the cleanse I'm doing right now for ayahuasca is uh is the same thing. It's like right. no, no sex, no cigarettes, alcohol, drugs. Like I can imagine the shaman got to follow it. If I got to follow yeah, it, the shaman yeah. for sure got to follow yeah. it. Yeah, and the food is super restricted, right? Yeah, it's like very little, um, very little salt and sugar. I just been eating straight fish and vegetables, really. Nice. Yeah, for for a week so far, I've just been doing that, but vegetables, yeah, and fruit. I heard I'm, you I'm gonna do that next that. week. Next week, I'm gonna do that. I'm doing that for like three months. Nice. See what happens. So nice, basically, nice. like vegan. Word. Yeah. It's a good way to go, man. That'll clean you out. For real. I mean, it's like, I'm like, right now, I'm, it's got me exhausted, though, the fact, like, stopping everything that I've been doing and, you know, no cigarettes, no caffeine, uh, yeah, alcohol, no pills. It's, it's like, it got me so exhausted. And then I'm, I'm like, training. I just started training MMA. Yeah, but you gotta feel so good about yourself, though. Makes afterwards. me feel good for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then, and then five p.m. hits, and I'm like, whoa, I'm like, you know, because I'm used to staying up until like five a.m. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like a high in the self, you know. After a couple of days without food, and stuff you start going to that zone. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You no, know, you're weak. And you're fasting. Yeah. Tell us about your next your record. Tell us about your career, man. How did yeah. this get you started? Got, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I started in high school, you know what I'm saying? So I started by, uh, like, taking my CD. I was in a band, and, and I was doing, like, my solo thing. So I would take my CDs around to all the different schools and sell tickets for the shows in school, in the hallways, and, you know, be, like, battling people and shit like that in the hallways, some old-school hip-hop type shit. Um and, you know, we that's when social media, when Twitter first started being a thing, really. So we would go and, you know, find out, put the feelers out and see what school in the city, what schools wanted us to come rock with them and, you know, bring the CDs by there and sell tickets and all that shit. Um, so that's really how I started. And then, But who did you meet? You had to meet somebody say, hey, I want to do this shit because I saw him do it. You know, the person that really made me want to do it, like, one of the people that really made me want to do it was, was Kanye, honestly. Yeah. And so when I saw Kanye glow in the dark tour in Chicago, um, it, I mean, it's just like, I was like, that that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. It was Kanye, then Lupe Fiasco was opening up for him, and Pharrell's band, N.E.R.D. And I had a girlfriend at the time that I was trying to break up with, but her mama bought us tickets. So I stayed with her for like three more months because I'm like, I can't miss this. You know what I mean? That was smart. It's my shot. I saw them on that tour. He came to Tucson, played at the McHale Center as well. Word. That was dope as fuck. That was dope as fuck, man. That was the wildest shit. Yeah, that was off the chain for so sure. So why do you think um, Kanye goes on his, his, his binges every now and then talking crazy? You think something happened to him, man? Since he's been up in Hollywood, they fucked his head up or what? You know, I think, um, I mean, I think I think mental health is a real thing. You know what I mean? And and I think that, that like, I've had some experiences with people in my family. So somebody in my family close to me is bipolar. And, um, and so to see the way that they've, 
kind of like pushed away people that love them and people that are good for them and, you know, gone in different erratic directions. It kind of, it, it gave me a different perspective on Kanye shit. And it's like, mm. you know, I grew up idolizing Kanye and just like studying the things that he did and, you know, then had the pleasure of like spending some, some significant time working with him. And like he's so gifted that he already is in a million directions at once, you know what I'm saying? Oftentimes in ways that don't make sense to everybody, but there's a through line between the things that he's talking about. And it may look completely erratic, but if you pay attention closely, uh, there's a there's a connection between the things he says. And I think still that that is true at this point in time. It's just that, you know, everybody's being given a platform to, to weigh in on it. And I feel like a lot more a lot more empathy for the situation seeing mental health struggles in my own family you know what I mean I just just, man I feel sorry for him as well Mm. yeah I mean just having compassion for the guy can't imagine what he's going through you know and it appears to people on the outside it appears everywhere that he has everything yeah it may appear that way. You got a great looking family everything looks everybody looks they got loot everything's going well and he's losing it you know, you never know what goes on in people's houses. Hmm. Real talk. I like that church thing they're doing on Sundays, though. That looks fresh. That What's that? Right. They got, like, a church kind of, yeah, got, he, he has, like, a um, like a big choir. Really? Yeah, and a church that they're doing, like, in a LA? Sunday service in nice. L.A. Somewhere. Whoa. That's dope. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty positive. Hell yeah, super positive. You know Father Clemens in Chicago? Father Clemens, I don't know if I know him. That's he, a yeah, he's um the reverend. Tell you us know. about him, Mike. Well, he's a beautiful man. He adopts kids, you know, helps the community out. He's still he's in Chicago to this day. Yeah, Reverend Father, Father Clemens. Damn. Okay, I got to rock with him. Father Clemens. See, you were here young. I didn't remember how Washington and all that stuff. All I ever I heard was, all I ever heard was really like stories about Harold Washington. Harold Washington was the man. You was in Chicago. You yeah, he was the man. Touched it at that point in time. Yeah, he, was, he gave me the key to the city a couple of times. Oh, that's crazy! Word. Yeah, he was a real brother, man. He's beautiful. You know, I've never known whether Harold's Chicken in Chicago is, no, no, has anything to, to do with Harold Washington. No, no, Harold's Chicken was <laughs> out there Word. when he was out there too. Yeah, I mean, shit, Harold Washington, far better mayor, although I wasn't alive oh, than our current beautiful. mayor. He was so beautiful, man. Yeah. He didn't take no shit from nobody. He would punch you in your face. Oh, the guy that would fight you. So I played for the Bears. Really? Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, Chicago is such a beautiful city. Rush Street. What is it? Rush Street? Rush Hour? Yeah, yeah, Rush Street is that's the Viagra Street. Triangle. Yeah, that's, so beautiful. that's what they call it. In some places, yeah. yeah okay. I love that place. <laughs> Turn up. One of those areas. One of my favorite cities ever. I've been in, lived in, lived in Brooklyn, lived in L.A., been around the world. I'm. I love Chicago, and I mean, what you know? What is the city like? What do you want to see in a mayor in dealing with the violence that's happening? You know, on the South Side, and how it's so. I mean, it's segregated, man. Yeah, like it's people... popping off on the west side too. You know, the crazy. It's it's really south side and west side, and like yeah. the, the the most violent neighborhood right now is actually Garfield Park, which is a west side neighborhood. That because I got a foundation in Chicago, and my foundation director, she just 
you know, put me in tune to, to that fact. But um, well, as far as, like, you know, the, the mayor and the governor and, you know, all those good things, I think that, man, you know, what we really need, what we what we really need is what it sounds like Harold Washington was, you know, a, an actual man of the people, somebody that is involved in politics. Wasn't afraid of the people. Most of the mayors now are afraid of the people. They're afraid of Harold Washington go down there without the police. You know, you like, how you really gonna be for the people you know if you're I mean? afraid of the people? You know, they yeah. afraid of them. They're not gonna go to um, in any of those places before it was Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green, yeah. You know, they're not yeah. gonna go there without any cops, man. Right. It's incredible. They wouldn't let me. I wanted to go there. They wouldn't let me go down there without police. You know, the police didn't want to go there. I mean, back then it was like I go, snipers on I the go roof. Go see friends or something. Wow. Around the way, they had to come with me. So what? They had to come. They didn't want to come either. It's crazy, dude. That's the crazy thing that people don't also often realize also is that Chicago has actually been this way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it looks brand new because of the advent of social media and how how broad Pretty much you right. everybody can it's see it. It's always been this way. It's been like this, yeah. though. You know what I'm saying? Which is not, I mean, not like a bragging right or something. That's that's whack. And yeah. we definitely we want to impact and change that. Um, and I feel like it, it takes, like, uh, for example— Rahm Emanuel, somebody that's purely in politics for power. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, no other reason. I remember mm-hmm. I met him early on in his, like, when I was at, I performed at his inauguration, actually. And I met the guy, and I, I just knew he was, I knew he was phony from day one. You feel me? Yeah. It was like he had been on the radio talking about the band I was in. He was like, yeah, my favorite band is performing this thing. Holy no. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? And then we get yeah. down there, and then... He introducing everybody and he point to us and he's like, uh, this, uh, the, the band, uh, I love these guys so much. Oh, I'm like, why you fuck. even, why you even front of your move? I'm yeah, like, what the we're fuck? high school kids. You ain't got to act like you fucking know us. You could just let us perform whatever, but you're a liar. So that's what you do is lie. Yeah. What we yeah. need is somebody that's not a liar. Somebody that, you know, fuck somebody that is in position because they want to help the city, not because they want the city to help them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have absolutely, to do about that part of the country. I love that, dude. Would you run for mayor? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. I would never run for I would never run for political office besides the fact that, you know, I got Southside tattooed on my neck. I also Hey man, that maybe that's what we need, maybe bro. Maybe in the future we need Yeah. For, right. No, I just I I couldn't deal with all the, you know, the compromise of of politics to be a politician, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like How old are you? 25. Okay. Oh, it's a baby, dude. You're going to do something, bro. Yeah, I know. man. It's a baby. I know you feel like a grown motherfucker. 25 years <laughs> old is a grown <laughs> motherfucker. It's a baby, no man. Doubt. I haven't lived life yet. So true, man. But shit, dude. I like that you're super involved, man. You know, like your pin. That's dope as hell. Yeah, my friend just gave me that. She'll be so happy to hear I think it's dope as oh, fuck, Oh, she walked bro. away. That's crazy. But that's... One. But you're very... Yeah politically mindful you're you're aware of what's happening in the world well, i mean you got to be you know what i'm yeah. saying what what fred hampton a chicago legend said was that politics is, is war without bloodshed and we understand that mm. so we got to be political because we're in the war whether or not we want to be you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. shout out to fred hampton so jr true. too two guys that be talking in the boardroom while their countries are killing one another one country yeah. brutalized another country these guys are having tea together yeah you already know that. Talking shop. 
Fuck, man. I'm still mind blown. You know Malik Youssef. That's so crazy. Yeah. You said y'all was locked up together in Indiana? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think he may have caught a drug case or Definitely something. Definitely did. <laughs> and um, we just locked up, man. We were fucked up. What was Malik Youssef like back then? I don't know. I think, I think he was caught. Cool. I think they got in trouble a little bit. Right. See, I was just, I was in the whole lot. Word. How'd you end, so you ended up down there in Indiana? Yeah, fucking. So that's around the way, right around the way. Probably a lot of motherfuckers from Chicago was in there. Yeah, it was a lot. Where is that near Gary? Nah, Gary no. far. Indianapolis. You know, far. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gary as well. Gary's really seen wild. it from the highway. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. it looks crazy, yeah. right? Just driving you know, through he's it. Driving through, you look like wow. Gary's fucking dude. It's yeah. just smokestacks yeah. and pollution. Yeah, crazy, you feel me? Right? Like, yeah. Are there people there, man? <laughs> I've never even seen a person. No, I just and the people look, man. You go in there, hell, like monsters in there, shit, man. Yeah, dude. Fuck, that man. Shit. That's crazy. That's fucking Scary crazy. Shit, man. We got some dope-ass boots, too, brother. Yeah, checking them out. Where you get that from? I saw stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, man. In it's uh, in New York. You get Micah pair. It's, it's this, it's this uh, company called Faith Connection. They're, uh, they're from... They're from Paris, but they yeah, got a New fly. York spot. Fly, I can put y'all together with them. They're my people, so no, they, nigga, they go hard. Fly. That's for you, man. You look for you, man. <laughs> we go get you some. Yeah, I want to get you something from my line. We we'll do stuff kind of similar to that. Fat man, I feed a fat man. I gotta get right. <laughs> we get you some big ass boots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's custom. It's some custom Word dude. That's uh, dope, man. So tell me, who you, did, you ever do collabs with anybody? Yeah. Uh, Let's see who who I collabed with, Kanye. Yeah, somebody I collaborated with, um, Pharrell. Pharrell is like my favorite fucking artist. That must be really cool. I mean, working with Pharrell is crazy, just because you know I grew up just really, really studying his moves, and he was one of the first people that made me feel like it was cool to be a skateboarder in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Cause I used to just be walking around in my little pants, yeah. you know, in my fucking bright colors, and niggas be like, "Shorty, you look gay as fuck." <laughs> yeah, it's a Congo, the nigga that's no fucking fucked up motherfucker. They say all type of shit. No chill, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I, I knew I was on to something, but then <laughs> yeah. then I found out about what Pharrell and them were doing, and I was like, you know what? I felt validated. So I was looking at YouTube and I was watching Donnell Jones and shit. You know Donnell. Donnell, yeah. the singer. Yeah. Legend. I was watching him. He was on one of those shows and shit singing. Word up. Wait, Donnell Jones, did he do, um, what, Don, what's the name of that song? Where I Wanna Be. Yeah. Did he do that yeah. one? He, he did, did that, that song? Yeah. Oh, that's a good song, man. My ex put me song. on that song. Yeah. And it was crazy because she introduced me to the song and I'm like, this is how I feel about you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, gotta get out of here, I gotta baby. leave. Gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta grow. But I love you. <laughs> gotta see things. I gotta see things. You feel baby. me? I love you, but I gotta go. That's interesting. It's Word a trip, too. What else you got going, man? You've got some foundations? Yeah, I'm doing a foundation thing. Um, so we're based in Chicago. My foundation called Save Money, Save Life. Um, and so we got a lot of programs in Chicago on the south and west side. Like we're doing something called Street Medics where we train people uh, mainly young people in the most violent communities, how to address gunshot trauma, like first aid response. So teaching them how to stop the bleeding, mm-hmm. you know, how to use their ID to, like, you know, patch up a, a bullet wound until 
hopefully. Ain't that some bullshit, Ambulance man? comes. Oh, no. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing shit, that you're you know, teaching but, these kids that. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're we actually looking to bring it, like, bring, bring it into into L.A. and New York communities, too. We've been talking to some people in the Bronx and some people in, like, you know, Long Beach and Inglewood and some different communities out here just because, you know, it's, it's a shame that, that we got to do that type of shit. But across the board in, in our communities, the ambulances take so much longer to come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually trying to wrap my head around figuring out how to do some type of privatized ambulance app. Like, I'm sure you could figure yeah, it by out. By the time the guy... The ambulance gets there. The guy bled to bled death. Bled to death. You know, I mean, it only takes what, like, you got like three, three liters of blood in you. Fuck. I can't it takes even about, think about that, man. Yeah, a minute, yeah. 30, oh. 30 seconds or something. Like, die, huh? Dude, yeah, I think you, you should do that. Happening. I think you should definitely follow that. Man. Yeah, I mean, we're working on it. You know, it was That's crazy awesome. to me, like, the first time when I got a, a call back from, like, the mother of one of the students that we trained that told us that, uh, you know, one of her sons was shot, and the other son who had attended our training was able to stop the bleeding until, you know, the ambulance came and, you know, able to save his brother's life. I was like, yeah, so we're doing powerful. the right thing. <laughs> that's on the hook. Yeah. I was like, you know, doing the right thing. It's like, shit, my homie, when we were growing up, uh, rest in peace, Rodney Cowles Jr., when we was about 17, Everybody, all my guys got into this big fight. I wasn't there. I was one of the only ones that wasn't there. And a couple people got stabbed. Rod got stabbed. Ugly Eddie got stabbed. But everybody just like kind of like they held him as he bled because they didn't know what to do. You know, it's like there was no reason for him to bleed out like that. They could have had those skills. And uh, so in his memory and in the memory of all the rest of the young niggas that we lost to things like that, we're doing shit like that. We had an event last year with the foundation where there was um, a bait truck that the police escorted into Inglewood in Chicago. And it was like, it was crazy. I was staying in the hood, like in this in this Airbnb. Um, and it was like the most violent weekend of the summer. It was like 75 people got shot that weekend. And then on Sunday, after, you know, 75 people had been shot, the police escorted a bait truck through through Inglewood full of Air Force Ones and Louboutins to catch people stealing. You know what I mean? Took a bait truck full of Air Force Ones next to a basketball court where, you know, all the kids all coming from underprivileged homes in the hood is playing basketball and then arrested people stealing shoes out this truck. So we were able to, like, mobilize and do something called the anti-bait truck like 10 days later and we gave out about 15,000 pairs of shoes in that same neighborhood in Inglewood. So ever since then, we've been involved in the shoe game somehow. You know what I mean? Been doing a bunch of shit, giving away shoes. And, uh, you know, doing a lot of things with the foundation shit, though. That's awesome work, man. Very awesome. Fuck, man. People have no idea this shit is going on, you know? I mean, I feel like motherfuckers know what's going on because it's on CNN all the time. You know, that's all you see about Chicago. So that's also why we try to do things to, like, give you a different perspective on on Chicago and and show that there's there's a lot of love in the city too because all you see Absolutely. is all you see is the murder rate and things like that but you know they never You ever see Bishop Juan in Chicago? The Magic Wand, man. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever actually seen him, man. Never That's a met legend him. right there. No, That's I never met man. him. That's yeah. your man. That's my man. That's my man. All I ever heard was stories that about was, him. He used to be out on Madison Pulaski. He used to send me money, a little 2500 bucks he would send me. 
That's so cool. Well done. That's a Man, legend right there, yeah, man. Yeah, for real. Real talk. I saw him. He had a part in this movie that me and my manager, Dave, be watching a lot. You ever seen American Pimp? Yeah. Don Magic One part in American Pimp was cold. Yeah, he's the man. Him and what was that? What was the white folks? His boy, white folks. White you know? folks. Bebo. Kenny Red Kenny is one Red, of my Kenny Red, my man from, from Vegas. You fuck with Kenny Red? He's from Washington, D.C., but he lives out in Vegas hey, now. what Kenny Red say? He said, uh... He's crazy. Yeah, at the nation's capital. I'm trying get to get up in there, represent the Pippin all the way from the pineapple to the big apple, you know what I'm saying? Word <laughs> 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 up. I, I know all those guys, Red. man. I know all those guys. I watched a video recently of Kenny Red, like, talking about how Pippin died and shit. And now Kenny the Red, King he's all Pimpin. jacked. Now. He's pumped now. Yeah, he's all jacked. You said, what killed Pippin? Um, the dope game. The dope game, word. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying because they be hitting all the pimps with like human trafficking yeah, charges and shit too, too now. You know. Crazy, giving them hundreds of years. <laughs> now you know what's some weird shit to me is the the recent scandal with like uh, the massage parlors. You seen that stuff? Yeah, the guy. Yeah, I don't understand why they're so mad at the dude for going to the massage parlor. They was like. This is the scum of the earth. I used to want like to go on. I used to always want to go on. I used to always want to go in one of those places so bad. Well, you should have went to uh, when I was in big appetite. When I was in brother. France not long ago, I mean they was they was definitely down for whatever. They were also like forty years old, running up on you on the street. Huh. You know what I mean, if they could tell you were like American or something like that, she's like, "Come, come, no, come." To I'm pull like, you in, I'm like, "Baby girl, uh, nigga, I used to be crazy. I used to fuck them like runaway slaves, man. <laughs> Just fucking power driving, like my maids and shit, my hotels in Japan and stuff. They would never like, when I would fight. They would never let me out because I would hit. I would. They would, I would hit on the maids and stuff all the time, right? So they did this. They sent some old bitches on my floor for I wouldn't have to do my young bitches. But I said, "Fuck! I better fuck them too." Cause I had to fuck somebody, right? I fucked them old bitches. <laughs> that's some entourage uh, shit. Dude, it, it's just yo, word up. That's what it. That's what it's all about. It's legendary. Super crazy, yeah. It doesn't even sound real. No, it doesn't. But these guys are dirty. The promoters that took all the girls off the floor. That's, That's fucked up. I feel like you need some type of, you yeah, know. dude. Yeah, release, man. My thing with What's Robert up? Kraft is like, dude, the guy's 80. His wife died a few years ago. Leave him the fuck alone. It's petty. I'm like, I, leave him the and fuck I, I'm alone. just not in understanding but, why he is the one that's being demonized, why he's wrong. Like, pimping is going to always exist. Prostitution will always exist. I don't think you... The always go, I don't know if somebody's going to always want to sell it, but somebody's going to always want to buy it. Yeah. Somebody yeah. always going to want to buy it, and somebody's going to be selling it. I mean, now a lot of these women just selling it on their own, on Backpage and Instagram. And, nah, that's real. That shit is a real thing. That shit a real full-blown. That's like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I find one in the strip club... That I like, I be in the, uh, I be in the private it. dance room. I be sitting no, there. Man. I be like, I'm already, I already bought the fucking dance. I'm like, I, I just want to talk to you. Just sit down. Like I, ain't, I, don't, I don't even care about that. I'm trying to talk to you. You know what I mean? Uh, nah, get to know you better. When I'm in the strip club, nigga. I get hooked up to the strip club. Now I'm saying, no, she dance for people. I'm right here watching her when she dance for somebody. Think I don't like that nigga. I'm telling, her, I don't like that nigga. Don't fucking dance for him no more. And nigga, I get caught. You get caught up with the girls. I get caught up. Oh. Real up. talk, bro. You caught the fuck Every time up. it's a Columbia. Like every time it's yeah, a Columbia stripper. The them the ones I really get caught up on, the South American joints. No, Peruvians, back in the day, the Colombians. guy, the owner of the club used to tell my girl, hey, he can't come in here no more. 
telling me can't come in no more because I will fuck with the guy you've been stop fucking with my girl. I don't want you to dance for him no more. I mean, <laughs> Guys, you're terrified leaving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit, I probably just... I'll just listen to you. Yeah. I'll be like, cool. Hey, all right, Mike. <laughs> I'm going to go cool, with her yeah, instead. She cool. okay? <laughs> you, you can't do that. I said, fuck him. And I, mean, I was tripping, man. I was just fucking tripping. This fucking stripper had me strung out. Yeah, they be bad. And then they tell you their yeah. real name, too, or what you think is probably their real name. I'm in love with a stripper. It's See? a real song. <laughs> wow. A legendary song because he really told the truth. He, yeah. he said exactly what Dick was feeling. The last stripper girl I damn near... Was it was falling for? She got deported, man. Oh, that's mm. And last time I it's heard from her, she was in Peru, couldn't even come back. Dang. Maybe you go down to you, Peru. Now fuck that. Dude. You don't want to do ayahuasca. ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> Meet up with Find her. Find my Lou. Find your lady, dude. Find my Lou and do ayahuasca in Hell one yeah. fell swoop. I, I think I'm supposed to not do that. I don't that. like the yeah. throwing up in ayahuasca and the shitting and all that stuff. See, I heard that, that there was a, to me. I heard there was a shitting aspect to it. I didn't experience that personally, but the yeah. throwing up for sure. Yeah. That's not great. Did you do hape with yours? Hape, that's the, that's the like the, up the nose, the tobacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, that's the that's tobacco like the pre. Up. Yeah, that was ill. I yeah. was, but that was what I really felt like made me throw me up. Me too. Me too. Hape. Me too. I was because like, that kind of takes you to another level. Are you supposed to throw up when you do that shit? Like, what um, if you did you it can. without ayahuasca? You can. You will. You can as well. I've man. done pape. I don't get the a, point of that. Me either. I don't, I don't get the point like, of ayahuasca, period, man. You can take the toad and go right fucking there. Boom. Man. See, the toad, <laughs> to is, each his own. the toad is real quick, though, from yeah. my experience. The toad was yeah. like, take you want, right there nonstop. What type of, what do you, what did you feel like you really got from the toad? Because for me, the toad. The toe just messed me up. I was emotionally No, the toe got up. me, I don't know, the toe got me somewhat afraid, somewhat confident. It put me on that level where I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to fuck that girl today. I don't want to fucking hit on that girl. I don't want to fucking hang out with this crew because I never hang out with them. I'm stuck in cocaine. And if I start getting high in cocaine, I'm going to feel guilty. And if I'm guilty, I'm going to fucking start drinking and start fucking people. So that's going to happen. Right. So I said, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that no more. It's just what I don't want to do. Word. That's pretty much what I'm going to the ayahuasca for. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and once I do one thing, once I, if I fuck somebody that do something crazy, I'm guilty. I'm so, oh, fuck my wife, yeah. my family, my kids. Real fuck. Tough. Let me get a couple of hits, man. I'm fucked up. Oh, fuck, this still ain't right, man. I need another fucking hit or else I need some more fucking liquor. Then it's over. That's you punishing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's my whole cycle yeah, of shit right there. Vic, so that? you didn't experience anything. You said the first time you did it, you no, felt like it was. The first time was the truth. The oh, first the first time, time I did was. ayahuasca was the truth. I had this, like, I was, like, real depressed at that point in time, and I went in, and I was asking, like, why do I feel so much pain? Mm. And there was a point in time when I had this higher consciousness speak to me on the ayahuasca, and it was like I saw what felt like, I was looking through my five-year-old, like me as a five-year-old, seeing my mother's blonde hair, seeing her hair, and I had this higher voice that told me, I used to want blue eyes. That is the root of my pain. Wow. And I thought that was pretty profound. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And on top of that, just like when it finished, I just, you know, I just felt like free. You know, I felt I felt like I was balanced, like I went back to zero. You know, it's like I was really... I was seeing, I was just seeing myself so negatively at that point in time. And then during the experience, like, I was wearing a lot of black t-shirts before that. 
and I had bought like a hundred black T-shirts. <laughs> and then during the experience, I was like, you know, I had this white shirt. I was like, you know what? No more, no, no more of the all black shit. I'm not gonna be so. I, I'm, I don't want to be so dark. You know what I mean? I, mm. I saw something different in myself. I saw something more, more godly, more positive in myself through the ayahuasca the first time. That's why I really. That's why I fucked with it. You know what I'm saying? That's dope as hell, bro. That's awesome. Then the second time, I didn't do none of the preparation shit, and it was pretty much, you know, just a waste of time. I was like with my girl. You supposed to like not have sex and all this other shit before you do it. I didn't follow none of those rules. I was with my girl. She had just, I kind of I kind of dragged her along into it. She kind of mm. wanted to do it, but really I dragged her along into it. She didn't take nothing from it really either because she didn't do the prep. Then it was with hella people too. And one, one lady, when she was talking about her experience, she was talking about my girl. She was like, yeah, because that whole time you were over there and you were the angel of death. And I'm like, whoa, bro. I'm like, hold on, trap. Like, this, we're not on some angel of death shit right now. That's not what we came here for. Like, you know, that's so I, heavy. I wasn't really into the second time. First time was the truth, though. That's cool. The toad is wild, though. The toad is a wild ride. I yeah, felt like I, I was floating like through. that because they straightened my shit out, you know? When you were doing it, was it like, I mean, it lasts, what, it was, I can't remember, 15 it was five, minutes. 15, 15 minutes or something. I was like scared that. to death. And at first I was telling you, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Let me try to try it. Well, we'll try it. Yeah, give me a fucking break, all right? You're going to give me try it or what? Right? So I said, all right. So I tried it, and when, I, when it hit, boom, I was, oh, right. I fucked up. Exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I fucked up with these white people and these white fucking drugs. They fucking got me. I said, fuck, I thought I was dead. I said, I was fucking dead. And, I, and um. That's what I said. I keep telling the guy I'm dying, all right? I'm really dying. I thought, oh, fuck, I'm dead. What the fuck was I trying to prove? I'm fucking dead. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, it took me to that level, man. It's then you come through feeling. on the other end. Yeah, I remember yeah. when I hit the toe, it was like, you know, I mean, because I've done a, a bunch of different psychedelics, but that was definitely what felt like maybe the most intense. And the moment, it was like they had me inhale it and count to like 10. 10 by like seven, ooh. I was like, ooh, ain't no turning back. I was like, oh, That's shit. That's why I said, here we go. Exactly. <laughs> here we go. I said the same thing. I was like, I was like, okay, so th- this is on now. There's no chance that I'm getting out of this one. You feel I tried. I said, I want to stop. I don't want to feel this noisy. I'm sorry, kid. I said, oh, God, I'm dying. Yeah, no chance. I, I remember that. And I definitely thought I was dying. And then I came to it. And I was like, <laughs> Like, again. Yeah, that was died. <laughs> so what do you do? Like right now, what do you do? You go to the studio after here? Where are you going after here? Yeah, I'm going actually, um, I'm headed out to Long Beach, man. Yeah. I got to go just kind of politic with some people out there. Um, but in general, I just, you know, I'll be in the studio every day. I have a studio in my house. You know what I mean? So I get up. I've been doing this MMA shit. Which is like cool for me because I I grew up doing martial arts like this Korean martial art for about ten years when I was younger but it's been a long ass time. Yeah, so, but you was on anybody? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. One cool. time I was um 
the best time. See, I stopped doing it around like 15, 16 because it was like I've been doing it ever since I was five. And it was real traditional. And it was like, you know, all type yeah. of like, Blocks. you know, just like going down the motherfucking the floor doing mm-hmm. all this. Rig- and nobody's going to set up to fight you like this, you know. But when I was like 15, I got into this situation in, in high school. And uh, it was this dude way bigger than me. I had been talking a bunch of shit. I was a little fucking guy, too. I had been talking a bunch of shit at this party the night before because I was just turned up and calling all these Latin kings out their fucking name oh, and no. all types of shit. So I get to school the next day, and the seniors is like, yeah, woo-woo, all that shit you was talking, that shit was stupid, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I'm walking away. Somebody called me a bitch. I always had a, a, a big issue with that, you know. So I get across the table, like, oof, maybe get him in the chest or something. And then the biggest dude in that group, he got up. He was like, yeah. Oh, no. You know what I mean? So then I'm like, shit, fuck it, it's on. I went downstairs, and then I found this guy damn near standing in the middle of all of my people. And, you know, bigger than all of us or whatever. And he pointed me out, and he was like, there go that bitch ass nigga right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a crossroads. Oh, dirty, dirty, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so no. I had, I was like, shit, this nigga's really big. Karate time, you know what I mean? I took the backpack off. I like motherfucking got my homies like this. I was like, I ain't never been no bitch. Hit him with a jump front snap kick. Oh one time. shit. That was a pretty good one. He was big though. He he kept it pushing, but that jump front snap kick opened his whole whoa, shit up. Like, whoa. You know what whoa, I mean? whoa, whoa. That was probably the last time I really used karate, but this Muay Thai shit feels like it's more built for like, and I'm trying to not really fight that much anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to stop doing that. Ayahuasca doesn't lead to a whole lot of fighting. You know what I'm saying? They're not really conducive. It's not the same type of energy. I'm trying to get on that peaceful energy, you know what I'm saying? But shit, it's good to feel like, what I really want is I want to get them pressure points. I want to know that shit. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Let's put on one of his songs and put on this shit on television. All right. Let's hear it. Let's What's your it. song, man? Let me see. What's Behind this joint, which one you like? What to say? Reverse is dope. Nah, actually, I want to play like a, I want to play this old one that, because I really like the video. For some reason, it just occurred to me. It's called There's a Lot Going On. There's a lot going on. There it go. Lyrics. Vince Messina. Ah, Vince. Vic. Vic, I'm sorry. Vic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just my life. How long ago was this, Vic? This was like two years ago, at least, actually, maybe even. Shit, brother. Three and a half mil. You kicking ass, Vic, man. You're fucking real bona fide player, nigga. Three million views. Why must we play this game? That you with the dress, man? Uh-huh, that's oh, what I had dress. had <laughs> That's skinny Vic with the dress. That's you, man? Uh-huh. That don't even look like you, nigga. You look like <laughs> This is your stage presence, huh?
there was a lot going on, but I stick to the ones I love. I never claimed to be a perfect man, but name a great man who was. Consequences of my actions in the past years had me stressing out. It was like May, I just moved to L.A., I was trying to figure it out. Medication for depression that I cut cold turkey, had the kid manic. In an episode out in Hollywood, wilding out like Nick Cannon. I was really just reflecting all the hurt that I was feeling from the band's rejection. When kids these days split, that shit felt like a C-section. And my infidelity and jealousy with Natalie on top of the amphetamines and the ecstasy. You got a bunch of bitches, man? <laughs> yeah, I had some, man. Hey, you're talking about real shit here, dude. I love that, man. Did you guys shoot this at a shooting range? We did, yeah. Yeah? yeah. It's Chicago. That's how they were sh- running those things? 100, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, we did it at a shooting range. It's like this gun range where, shit, where I got a, like a good relationship with the dude that run it. You know what I mean? That's why I bought all you my shit. You hitting some of the rapper chicks or some of the R&B broads? Come on. <laughs> Just say no, you don't got yeah, mention your name. Yeah, we can time. cut it, Vic. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not going to cut, but you don't have to mention names. <laughs> what about um, Tanya, what's her name? What's her name? Tanya, 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 what's her name? Tanya Harding? Nah, he don't want to fuck her. I forgot to go to the R&B girl. Tanya. Tanya. I don't know. She did this, every little step I take, she did a remix with Bobby, Bobby Brown on um, BET. I forgot her name, Tanya. Damn, I don't know. I don't know, but that made me think about, should I tell him about when Tiffany had sexually assaulted me? No, uh, that's not, that don't count, man. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> that don't count. Okay, look, look, look. It's all good. Here's what, here's what happened. Okay. I thought it was really funny. I was, in a, I was in a club, I was in a club in New York, and um, and I was smoking a cigarette, you know what I mean? And she was like, she was like, yeah, you know, I, I never met her before. She was like, you way too sexy to smoke cigarettes or something like that. I'm like, word, you know, keep smoking my thing. Then she like grabbed for it, and I was like, I mean, hello. You, know what <laughs> you mean? think about fucking her right there? <laughs> she was bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. She yeah. was bad. She yeah. was bad. She she definitely was sexier in real per in real in life. person than I would have thought. I'm smoking my cigarette. She tried to take it from me. Ooh. Then I end up talking to her. She was like telling me about how she wanted to do a rap album and she wanted me to write it for her. And then I'm like, cool. I'm like, that would actually be fun. Then she rapped one of the songs to me from her rap album and it was something about something about like something about some dick. I don't really remember exactly <laughs> what what the words was, but as a parting as a parting like gesture, she just like reached down and like Grab my nuts, you know what I mean? Yeah, she whoa! Me nuts. <laughs> and I was like, I turned around. I thought it was mad. I was turned around to my homegirl. I was like, I think Tiffany Haddish just sexually assaulted me. Damn! But G. I did think it was funny, and also, you know, probably would have smashed, but it definitely still counts. Damn! Fuck! Crazy! Like snitched! <laughs> Fucking! It's all good. You ain't snitching. You a fucked her, and then you told us that that would have been snitching. No, 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 I wouldn't do that. That would have been snitching. You can't do that. I mean, you got to be careful about everything you do right now, 100%. Well, Vic, it's been great having you on, brother. Appreciate y'all Thank having you. Thank you. You got it's brothers and sisters, pleasure, or you're the only child? 
I got two sisters. One of them yeah. lives out here with me. She nice. actually just got uh, just got accepted to USC. So congratulations awesome. to Lizzie, man. Lizzie, rock Great. the house, sis. Congrats. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fair enough. Thank you, guys, man. Well, well shit, man. Maybe you, you come back. High school, you graduated from high school. I think you have a good diction. You talk good shit. I graduated man. from high school. Yeah, yeah, you talk good and shit. Yeah, man. Read a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Maybe you come back. He smokes some weed with oh, us man. after oh, ayahuasca. Yeah, Grammy, nigga. I definitely would love to come back with my <laughs> yeah, Grammy ass. There you go. Man. There you go. Well, we'll do that. Yeah, get on top of this. Who's Thanks, the brother. Who's out there now? Who's the new Appreciate it. out there now? The Chicago producers. Um, it's out here, period. Who's the new producer? Man, my my boy, Kian. Um, he goes by Kian Christ. He actually he worked with... On, on uh, Kanye's music before and uh, Rihanna's music, and mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of music together. He's fucking wicked. Um, th- there's a there's a <coughs> producer that I've been working with. He's been my engineer for a long time, but he's also a dope ass producer. His name's Greasy Will. Greasy, Greasy Will. Will is Greasy Will. Greasy Will is coming up on the production. So look out for Kian Christ and Greasy Will. Nice, uh, hell yeah, dude. That's good. Respect that. Mike, great episode, brother. Yeah, this is cool. The young brother coming up. We all know his name soon. I never met you before, but it's, it's great to right. meet you, man. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Young brother coming up. You 25, you said? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, fuck. Sky's the limit, man. Word up. No doubt. 20 fucking five. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. All right, we're out. I'm Evan Britton. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. To show your support, purchase some of our limited edition hats, hoodies, and t-shirts at hotboxandpodcast.com. T-shirts fit great. They feel great. You know, it's nice to throw on a hotbox and hoodie, get comfy, grab your favorite indica, snuggle up with a loved one, throw a movie on, have a very nice night, and change your life. And it's a great way to show your support for us here at Hotboxing. I love it. Thank you.